few years ago, uh, Sherry brought, bought some of that Stay Green Lawn Treatment to help our grass grow and thrive. And boy, did it grow and thrive. <laughs> we were mowing twice a week. It was unreal. Um, we need to thrive spiritually, don't we? We need God to be at work in our lives. We need his energy and his power. Um, this is what the scripture is about uh, tonight. It's how to thrive spiritually. How to live in that strength and power of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the unity and the peace and the community that God has designed for his church. And so uh, we need to follow these guidelines about how to thrive spiritually. And that's the title of my message, How to Thrive Spiritually. And look with me at verses 15 and 16. And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. How to thrive spiritually. How do you thrive spiritually? First of all, we need to be guided by peace. Uh, we talked about peace uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, but guided by peace. I want to look at it a little from a little different angle tonight. Uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding comes from Jesus Christ. It's his presence within us. It's the fruit of the Spirit within us that brings God's peace. And it's our walking with him in that peace uh, that becomes um, the blessing for us. Um, is we're guided by peace. How, do you, how are you guided by peace? Well, as we stay in connection with the Lord Jesus Christ and as we adjust our lives to him in his word, through the leading of the Holy Spirit uh, and uh, through any other ways that he may speak to us, perhaps through the counsel of a friend or whatever it might be, uh, as we adjust to what Christ wants, we walk in that peace. And so we are guided by the peace of God because when you're walking in the filling of the Holy Spirit, when you're walking in Christ, uh, there is this peace in your heart, the peace that passes all understanding. But when you stray from Christ, what happens to that peace? It leaves, right? Uh, one of the things I've found in my life is that uh, in those times where I'm considering perhaps a decision, uh, if I start to uh, lean towards doing the wrong thing, oftentimes there's a sense of unrest and uneasiness in my heart. Uh, but when God is in the middle of it, there's a great sense of his peace. Um, I remember uh, years ago, uh, well, I won't get into all the details of it, but we, we interviewed with two churches uh, be before going to the last church that I pastored. And... Um, the first experience that we had was just, it was kind of like the twilight zone. It, everything that could go wrong went wrong. It was the most miserable weekend that I could think of, uh, probably in our, in, in our uh, adult, adult life, let's just put it that way. But uh, uh, about two or three weeks later, we went and interviewed with, with the church that God was, was calling us to. And it was, it was amazing the difference. And I just sensed a, 
a peace in my heart as, as we talk with them and uh, throughout the night. And I, I've seen that over and over again in my life. Uh, also, uh, I've seen things. Have you ever thought in your mind, this is what I need to do, but there's no rest in your spirit? Uh, I've had that happen many times in my life. Um, if, if there's no rest in my spirit, that's my cue. Uh, to go and get alone with God and say, okay, Lord, what is your heart in this? What is your desire? Perhaps to search the word of God and to, to find uh, that will of God. And, and as we do that, as we take our, our request to him with thanksgiving, the peace of God uh, guards our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so we can make the decisions we need to make. Uh, also, he's, he's talking, the context of this is the context of harmony in the church. Uh, so, sometimes when, uh, when there is trouble in the church, what's happening? Well, this, this person has this set of goals, this person has another set of goals, and those goals clash, right? And so, there's conflict. Uh, oftentimes, we speak, well, this is what I think, and we say, we say or, um, and sometimes the Holy Spirit of God will say, shut your mouth. Don't say that. Don't go there. Um, I, I, I've had that happen so many times, I probably couldn't count them. Uh, be quiet, Roger. And so I'll just be quiet and, uh, and take some time alone with God uh, before proceeding. And sometimes I never uh, will speak to it because I don't feel God wants me to do so. And it's amazing. Guess what? God doesn't need us. Sometimes God changes things without me. Can you imagine? Uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't need me. He's able. Now, if he leads me to do something, if he leads me, I need to be obedient. I need to say what he leads me to say or do what I, he leads me to do. Uh, but being guided by his peace. Let the peace of God act as an umpire in your life. If that peace is missing, get alone with God. I love what uh, Kent Hughes said. I was reading his book today. And uh, he was talking about how when you carry a pail full of water, you get your feet wet. Uh, it tends to spill out if you've got a full pail, doesn't it? And, and he says, when you are filled with the Spirit of God, the peace of God tends to spill out to other people. Uh, and, and it just blesses the relationships that you have. A church that where people uh, are walking with God, filled with the Holy Spirit, there's just a sense and an atmosphere of the peace of God and the blessing of God. And um, so let the peace of Christ uh, guide you. And so if we're going to thrive spiritually, we need to be guided by his peace. Pay attention to that in your life. And if that peace is missing, ask God why and be ready to hear from him. Secondly, be renewed by gratitude. He says, let the peace of Christ, which you were called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Be thankful. We're renewed spiritually through thanksgiving. What an appropriate thing. We're getting ready to celebrate thanksgiving. Just happened to get to this scripture at the right time uh, for that. But you know, thanksgiving's not a once-a-year thing for the child of God. It's an everyday thing. In everything, give thanks. When things are going well, when things are not going well, when you're perplexed, give thanks. When you're sick, give thanks. When, when you're rejoicing, give thanks. Um, think about the different categories of things that you can thank God for. Uh, 
What about the, the beauty of the sky when you see a sunset? Or the beauty of the mountains? We've kind of been driving around. You see the occasional tree that is just vivid. And uh, uh, just think, wow, how beautiful is that? Thank you, God, for the beauty of your creation. Or how about this? The food that we eat. I'm kind of ready to eat supper. Uh, thank God for the, the, the pleasure that we experience. Did you know God didn't have to give us taste buds? Every time we sense a flavor that is, that is really, really good, thank God for it. Because God allowed you to have that experience. He created you with the ability to experience it. Um, thank God for the spiritual things that he's doing in your life. Thank God for the answered prayers. All of these things. Uh, have a light that is saturated with thanksgiving. There's something about thanksgiving that leads us into the presence of God. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. They would sing these songs of ascents in uh, ancient Israel as they were going up to the temple. They were ascending up the mountain to the temple. And uh, they would sing songs of thanksgiving to God and they would enter into the gates of the city with thanksgiving. And then they would further go into the courts of the temple with praise, singing these songs to God, praising his name, thanking him for the good things that he has done. You remember Jehoshaphat? Uh, Jehoshaphat has this army come against him, and God says, okay, just send the singers out front. I mean, that's the last thing you would do, right, if you're a military commander. Get, get all the singers. You know, I, I was a music major, and I, let me tell you, there's not a lot, whole lot of manly guys in the, in the music department. I'm just saying. And, you know, you would, to send them out in front uh, for a battle is, is not humanly something that makes sense. But God said, listen, when they begin to worship and praise my name and thank me for the things that I've done in song, I'm going to send out my spirit ahead of you and rout the enemy. There's something about thanksgiving and praise that just brings the presence and the power of God. So, <clears throat> let your life be saturated with gratitude. Sometimes in the, in the midst of life and the frustrations of the things we experience in life, there's a temptation to grumble, right? We talk about Murphy's Law and then, you know, all these things that are going on. Oh, what's happening here? But when you're tempted to go down that path of grumbling, find something to thank God for. Um, one missionary uh, was t telling about this, uh, this man that uh, he'd won to, to faith in Christ. And he said, I was, I was grumbling about not having uh, nice shoes to wear until I saw a man who didn't have shoes. And I thank God for the shoes that I had. Uh, we have so much in, in our country that God has blessed us with and uh, so much as his people to thank him for. So uh, let yourself be renewed by gratitude. I, I've, I've shared with you before about the difficult time in my life and making a decision to thank God despite the constant turmoil that I was going through in my life. It's amazing how my heart would shift when I would begin to thank God for what he was doing just as an act of the will. So be renewed by gratitude. If you want to thrive spiritually, be, be guided by peace, be renewed by gratitude. Thirdly, enriched by Scripture. Enriched by Scripture. Look at verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell richly 
in you. In all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another. Um, we're to be enriched by Scripture. It's to be dwelling in us richly. One of the amazing things about the Word of God is the basic message is simple. Salvation is a gift that Jesus Christ purchased at the cross. We choose to repent of sin and receive it in simple faith. And as we do that, God saves our, our soul. That's a simple message of the gospel. But there is so much richness in the Word of God. Uh, theologians sometimes will spend their whole life studying one book of the Bible and they don't get to the bottom of it. It's so rich. It's so good. Uh, don't just be satisfied with the milk, right? The milk of the word versus the meat of the word. Go from, from the milk to the meat. Dig down. Uh, Spend some time thinking, you know, it, occasionally you'll have something you say, well, what does that mean? And uh, I remember I'd try to read quickly when I was a new Christian. Sometimes allow yourself to stop, to pause and say, why does it say that that way? Allow, and maybe pray, say, Lord, I'm not sure I understand this. Would you give me insight? Would you give me wisdom into this? And uh, ask God to begin to teach you. His word uh, as you come to his word in, in your time with him. Ask him to show you spiritual truths. David said, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. There's so much wisdom in scripture. And I, I, I remember as a, as a young boy being taught, okay, this is what God's word says. If you want to live a wise life, this is what you're supposed to do. And I didn't necessarily understand it all, but... Uh, there were some things that I learned that I tried to, to live by as wise principles. But now I've lived a while, not as long as some of you have, but I've lived, I've lived a while. And you know what I found? God's Word is true. It's got so much wisdom. And now I understand a lot more than I did. I was just kind of taking it on faith as a, as a teenager. But, but now I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it play out in life. It's so... It's so rich. Um, he says, I want you to speak to one another. Uh, to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. In all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another. So talking about the word of God together. That happens in relationships. Some people say, well, I can worship God on the golf course. You can't do that on the golf course. Discussion. Of the word of God where you sit and you edify each other in a, in a setting where you can truly meditate on God's word. Uh, guess what? That's one reason we have Sunday school. It's a place where we can discuss God's word. It's a place where one person can say, hey, uh, uh, this comes to mind when I hear that scripture. Or, uh, I remember when God did this in my life. And, and you begin to, to hear the different experiences of God's people and you know, I come up sometimes, I'll have a, a lesson prepared, and I've got what I was going to share. And you know what I found? I get blessed. We're talking about it, and, and, and uh, I'm being blessed by the comments that are being made. Why? Because the Spirit of God enters into that conversation, and uh, the Word of Christ begins to dwell in us richly as we discuss, as we ponder, 
and as we share under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. There's something very precious about that Christian fellowship. Uh, If you want to thrive spiritually, uh, interaction with other Christians, discussion with other Christians about experiences and uh, how they've applied the Word of God, how they've seen God be faithful, is so important for your spiritual life. Uh, So make sure that you are involved in that time. Our, our Sunday night at 5.15, we also have the discussion as well. Um, Wednesday night, we do the same thing, have that discussion. And it's so important uh, to your spiritual health, to thriving spiritually. Um, we are so blessed to have so many different, um, with, the, with the media, with, with hearing on radio and now podcasts, you know, I remember I used to listen to the radio all the time, but now there's this thing called podcasts. And so now I've got all these other things I can listen to, and I can choose what time of day I want to listen to them, and uh, I can pick up where I left off the next time I get in my car. What a wonderful thing to be able to think about and meditate on the Word of God. Uh, but let God's Word dwell in you richly. And one way to do that is not just to read it for information only. But to say, Lord, help me respond to this. And so maybe I respond to it with praise. Uh, I read a scripture that talks about how great God is. And I begin to say, Lord, you are great. I thank you that you are are so far beyond me and your power. So far beyond me and your wisdom. And, And you begin to worship and praise him. Or perhaps there's something the Holy Spirit says that is wrong in your life. And he sticks his finger upon it. And you say, Lord, I confess that to you. That is sin. Uh, Change my heart. Uh, Fill me with your spirit so that I can live this out and honor you. Or perhaps as you're reading the scripture, uh, God puts someone on your heart. And he says, says, pray for this person in this area. And, And you begin to lift that person up in intercession. So these are some ways that you can let God's word dwell richly in you. But you have to come with a surrendered heart, with a willing heart. To hear and respond to what God would have uh, you to do as you interact with his word. So, be guided by peace, be renewed by gratitude, enriched by scripture, and finally, be strengthened by fellowship. He says in verse 16, In all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another, through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. So this this interaction is not just in the Word of God, but it's in wisdom, admonishing. Sometimes that may be confronting sin. Um, In songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, we can minister to each other as we worship. Um, Have you ever been listening to somebody sing a song about Christ or or about the, the things of God and it just touched your heart, and maybe the tears began to flow. That's exactly what the scripture's talking about. And, and we can minister to each other. That's why uh, uh, when we do that drawing near service, I give the opportunity. I say, if you want to share something from the Word of God, you know, or something God's laid on your heart, or if you want to sing a song, I mention that occasionally. I think I'm the only one that's ever done that. I realize that's a little intimidating. But, uh, but God may lay upon your heart to sing something that would be an edifying thing. 
you remember W.A. Criswell, it pays to serve Jesus. He was singing this song, it pays to serve Jesus, it pays every day. And somebody on another floor in the seminary heard it and was encouraged by it. You, you never know what God will use, and that's the, that's the joy of Christian fellowship. You can be encouraged through someone else's prayer. Um, someone was sharing in our disciple training tonight about how uh, he prayed that God would pray through him. Uh, when he when he prayed publicly, uh, so that people would be blessed or encouraged. Yes, the primary person we talk to is God, but the fact is, God will use if we're filled with the Spirit and we're led by the Spirit in prayer. God will bless other people through our prayers. The same thing is true as you're talking with someone, you're having the conversation, and you're willing to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and. Maybe God brings a scripture to mind or God brings a, a testimony or a story about something to mind and you share that under the leading of the Spirit and, and God uses it to touch that other person's heart. Maybe you don't even know what they're struggling with, but God's led you to share that and that Christian fellowship builds you up and strengthens you in your walk with God. You want to thrive spiritually? Listen, we need each other. We, we need, as a body of believers, to uh, be ministering to each other because let's, let's face it, the Christian life sometimes is hard. Life sometimes is hard. And we need each other. And so be willing to be used by God. Say, Lord, use me. And then when you are struggling, say, God, <laughs> strengthen me through some fellowship. Give me some encouragement. You know, uh, Maybe, maybe uh, through, through a conversation with somebody or however I need it, Lord, give me what I need. Uh, and, and oftentimes God will do that through the ministry of another believer in Christ. Um, <clears throat> so God can even use kids. Uh, we, had, we had a family in, in my last church, and uh, I happened to see them in the community, and they had, they'd kind of been out of church for a couple of Sundays. And uh, he shared with me, he said his name was Trevor, he said, he said yeah, he said, we were driving by the church the other Sunday, and uh, uh, my son said, Daddy, why aren't we there? He saw the car full of parking lot. Why aren't we there? And he said, I had to kind of hang my head. Here's the the, uh, kid uh, bringing an encouragement, an admonishment. Uh, Hey, we need to be serving God. Um, So uh, fellowship is so important. Uh, So how to thrive spiritually, be guided by peace, be renewed with gratitude, enriched by scripture, and strengthened by fellowship. And as you do these things, uh, Christ will be at work in your life to help you thrive and blossom spiritually and become what God wants you to be. Of course, the starting place is a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, the Bible says Christ died for sins and was buried and was raised the third day according to the scripture. And because of what Jesus did, we can repent of our sin and put our trust in Jesus and be forgiven and begin a relationship with Christ. That's the first step. Then after that, uh, these steps will help us to thrive and grow and become all that God wants us to be. Let's pray. Father, thank you.